0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Greetings from National Championship Game Media Day. Andy Staples and J.D. Piquel here. J.D., it's time for some bold predictions for it. the national title game. I got one. I'll kick us off. Yeah. Michigan will have a 150-yard rusher. Ooh. And it'll probably be Blake Corum, but maybe it's the Donovan Edwards breakout game. We haven't seen him have that huge game this season, but maybe this is it. I just feel like Michigan's offensive line against Washington's interior and, and front seven, I think they have a chance to to move them a little bit and move them earlier than they moved Alabama.
2: And we saw Donovan Edwards in the Ohio State game last year. Mm-hmm. Dude likes the big stage. Yes. So if there were to be a stage that were to be big, it would be the biggest in the sport that is the national title game could be a Donovan Edwards kind of game uh, Washington's linebackers they trigger so quickly and that's great if you get home right but if you don't whole lot of real estate behind or, you on the back if and if you're not Michigan Edwards.
1: linemen scraping off and, and clobbering you so that that's the thing the, the, the line of scrimmage play is going to be really good in this game mm. uh, I think Washington's defensive line is probably the the group that has the most work ahead of it mm. but like the the Michigan D-line against the Washington O-line is going to be an incredible matchup.
2: That was one of the things we talked about in Atlanta, kind of trying to get a picture for who could be in the college football playoff. Washington punched their ticket. They're not last year's TCU. They're much better oh up front. Gosh, They're better at quarterback. Close, yeah. They're better at wide receiver. And we talked about that even during the week. So, like you said, Atlanta scrimmage will be must-see television, box office in every sense of the word. All
1: right,
2: you got a bold one? I got a bold one. Let's stay with uh, on the offense side of the football. I think Michael Penix Jr., gets rid of the ball quickly in this game. Mm-hmm. They know that Michigan rush defense was phenomenal last week getting after Jalen Miller to the tune of six sacks. I think he gets sacked a total of zero times. Wow.
1: Zero, zero. times. Zero.
2: We're calling our shot there a little bit.
1: It Well, OK. And here's the thing. If you're Michigan and you know how quickly he gets rid of the ball, do you say, we're going to drop a bunch and just try to cover these guys? Which is a zone set of challenges because you it is really pick your poison with washington because if you give him time one of those receivers is going to get open and then he can get it to him but if you if you send resources at him Mm -hmm. that's fewer guys in coverage and then he can hit you for a very big big play
2: i'm curious how much cushion they give him pre-snap because you got josh wallace will johnson two corners that like to mix it up like to be physical but it's a different kind of physical when you're up against Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan and Jalen Polk. So that battle, how they treat them early, I think is going to tell us a lot.
1: I cannot wait. All right, let me let me give you another one. J.J. McCarthy will be the MVP.
2: Ooh, I like it. Game. I like it.
1: This is one that, you know, I, all the stats we saw and everybody's like, well, I want to see the J.J. McCarthy from the first nine games. Well, guess what? They played worse teams in the first nine games, yeah. and then he was dinged up. I thought you saw when they absolutely had to have it against Alabama, when they're sitting there at fourth and two on their own 33-yard line. That is when you saw J.J. McCarthy and what he can do for a team. Mm-hmm. I feel like not just this year. I feel like his entire time as the starter at Michigan, it's been a case of break glass in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. We don't use J.J.'s full abilities unless yeah. we need him. Yeah. And I think you saw it in the Ohio State game in 2022 – where he had to throw to keep them in the game early until the running game came around. But also against Alabama, when they weren't running the ball particularly effectively with the backs, you know he had a big run that last drive of regulation that, that really kept them going. The
2: teams have to worry about. And I mean, watching him today, he looks just the epitome of comfortable. He looks like he's confident. They've been in a stage not of this magnitude, but being in the college football playoff multiple times now. I think he's poised for the moment. Other part of that with what Jim Harbaugh says about him. Like, he's seen a lot of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. And the way that he speaks about JJ McCarthy, there's some thought of, OK, were well, you just giving kind of your guy praise to you know bump his confidence up? And someone asked him that today during media days. And he's like, no, what I'm saying about him is right in the strike zone. I'm saying exactly what I believe is true about JJ McCarthy. So I think that prediction is a great one.
1: Yeah. So you got another one for us?
2: Got another one for us, All kind right. of in tandem with, I think, your prediction. Okay. With Michigan, I think, with the liability that Washington secondary could be, and heck, with the kind of clip they might have to score at. I'm going to take Michigan to have a 100-plus yard receiver, whether it's Colston Loveland or, or uh, Roman Wilson. I think those are my two prime candidates. I think Roman watching.
1: Wilson would be my choice on yeah. this one. I think I think you could see that. And look, they played against an incredible secondary in Alabama. Yeah, All NFL guys all over the field. And they didn't look very dynamic. Yeah. And that's been their problem against better defenses. Against Penn State, I think you know, they abandoned the pass game, one, because they felt like they couldn't protect, two, because they didn't need it because Penn State's offense couldn't do anything. But when they play good defenses, the, the receivers don't look that dynamic. I do think against Washington secondary, they might look a little bit, little bit better.
2: And they might have to commit some extra resources, like you mentioned, to try and you know stack the box a little bit, yeah. to try and stop Blake Corman, not Edwards, and heck, JJ McCarthy if he gets yep. in the mix. So if there's some real estate on the back end, we know J.J. McCarthy can deliver the mail. So that could kind of be ten, right in tandem. We might both hit on that one. I'll give
1: you another one. Here's another bullpen. I love it. Michael Penix Jr. will be a first-round draft pick.
2: Ooh, I like and it. And that's
1: one that if you watch him play and you don't follow a lot of the draft media, you're probably like, well, of course he is. Like, what, who throws like that? But the the narrative on him has been the medicals will be very bad. I mean, he had two season, or three season-ending injuries in Indiana, two knees, one shoulder. And, you know, it's just – You wonder, will he hold up at that level? Mm. But tell me who in college football throws the football like this? Tell me who is going to be in the draft class who can place the ball as accurately as Michael Penix, who can throw with touch, who can throw deep, who can throw short, who can throw intermediate. Like, there's nobody like this.
2: He is a unicorn in every single sense, and that's going to be crucial in this game Placing the ball in that tight physical coverage from yeah. Michigan. I mean, I think if, if you're looking for a stage to make your case to the NFL, like a lot of eyeballs on this game, yeah. this is the one to do it.
1: I I think I, I don't know if you have another bold prediction. One I, more for us. Okay, let, let me you, you go with yours, and I have one more too. Okay,
2: I'm getting getting warmed all right, up for it. Right, right. get, get loose, get loose. Last bold prediction right. of here. I don't think we see a spot where either team is playing catch up meaning I don't think we see a 10 point margin. So we're talking I think we're back and forth okay. all the way through this thing and it's right down to the very end. My final score I got a, I got a 3 point margin of victory at the very end. So of this, this dovetails into what I was going to say. Take the over. Yes. I think yes. I
1: think this could be a shootout a la the Georgia Oklahoma Rose Bowl. Hmm. A similar situation where if you remember that game, Georgia was destroying oklahoma on the ground they were averaging something like nine ten yards a carry in the first half and but georgia couldn't stop oklahoma's offense baker mayfield was was picking them apart and then they kept on swearing now obviously that game went into double overtime so it was mm-hmm. a, a pretty high scoring game but i could see where michigan even though they want to control tempo if they get really rolling on the ground they actually may be able to score fairly quickly yeah and then washington comes back and they attack you vertically they score quickly. They're, and it's interesting because Washington is not a big tempo team. No. Like, they're not trying to gas you. They're not trying to do it stylistically. And, But do you attack vertically and succeed, and then you just score? Now, I, one thing that I thought was interesting, Nick Saban said this this week, where he said he wished they'd gone more tempo against Michigan, hmm. where he felt like he, they let them control the tempo of the game. If you're Brian Grubb in Washington, do you look at that and go, you know what? we could tempo them a little it's something they haven't seen but it's something we can do because obviously like every every team's got a two-minute offense right, right so they could jump into that if they wanted to
2: and it like i think you said it perfectly like what washington has been the last two weeks the last two major games for them against texas and then the week before i guess the game before rather not week before, a month before against oregon 36 minutes and 37 minutes respectively yeah. in time of possession like they, they will they will control the game and then like you were saying too my question then is who has the most gas in the tank yep. if it becomes a shootout because you would think in a shootout kind of game just your mind goes, to, okay, Washington, kind of this aerial attack team, yep. they've the quarterback. Do you have more you know juice on the ground running the football? What does that look like? So I think that's going to be the, – the style of that fight will be fascinating to watch.
1: Oh, yeah, and, you know, I am curious. We don't know what what Dylan Johnson is going to be mm-hmm. in this game. We saw him go out at the end of the Sugar Bowl. I, I it's, it's hard to imagine him being 100% so what does washington do in terms of getting yards on the ground you did see in the late third in the fourth quarter them using michael Penix yeah. more where he was pulling on his own reads i could see him doing that this is an all or nothing situation like you you've got to you you got to keep moving the ball you got to keep moving the sticks so i do think we're going to see michael Penix use his legs quite a bit that and that's another reason why i brought up the the first round draft pick thing i think people are going to get the whole picture of what he can do.
2: And that's kind of who he was early in his career at Indiana. Yes. Before all those injuries, Like he was a very real dual-threat quarterback. Could yep. throw it pretty well, yep. but we've seen kind of the inverse of that as he's matured and gotten further and further in his career as a quarterback. And I was talking to somebody at Michigan today during this whole just scrum. said, how's your body feel? He's yep. like, dude, we got one game. He's like, we we got one game. We're going to, you know, nobody's 100% in this game. We're going to find a way to get it done and to finish through the finish line here. And so I thought that was telling. Probably true for both sides. Nobody has all the gas in the tank, much less a guy like Dylan Johnson. So they're going to just push through and and finish through for four more quarters.
1: I cannot wait. This is going to be a fantastic game. You know, this is such a good clash of styles.
2: Neither defense has
1: seen this level of offense that they're going to see. I can't wait. I'm going to enter. Ben are you a good boy are you a very good boy do you favor Washington because they're dogs or, or, or is it more like a, a dog thing like Michigan's got dogs on their own line you like those guys I'm getting the tail here I don't know I don't know what this means It's a good boy. Hey, are you a very good boy? Good boy.
2: Got Jalen
1: McMillan, Washington so, um, Huskies. Yes, sir. So, how do y'all like being underdogs?
3: I hear it's a thing um, every time. I mean, it's, it's something that people just tend to give us. Uh, we, we just take it with a chip on our shoulder at the end of the day. So, do you, do you wonder at some point, like when that's gonna stop? Like, uh, nah, not really. I mean, it, it tends. It happens everywhere. Um, you know, we're just a band of brothers. Just that, that just want to win. So. And you guys
1: have obviously you brought in transfers and they've helped too, but there's so much homegrown talent here, and you guys have been through a lot. You've been through you know coaching changes and all that. How much does that bond you?
3: Um, tremendously. I mean, just just that whole that whole four and eight season. Um, I think that's really one of the keys to our success nowadays. Just being able to experience that and never want to experience that again.
1: And how did you how did you come out of that? I know you know Roger was telling me when when Kalen DeBoer got there, he said we're going to make this place special, but. When you're coming out of four and eight, how do you make everybody believe that?
3: Um, I mean, I, I don't think you can make anybody believe anything. I mean, I, th- I think it goes with our guys and just how they've been raised and uh, I mean, what they stand for. Yeah. I think I think they made the decision to believe that we're going to win a national championship.
1: And this receiving core, you know, when you have this much talent in the room, I mean, you got you got guys that, that don't play that much that would be the number one receiver. On some teams in college football, how how intense is practice? How you know how hard do you guys play against each other in the um, off season?
3: I mean, practices and as intense as you could get. Um, you know, we we always have a competition during practice to see who could who could make the greatest play or yeah. you know practice the best. Um, and and it, and it goes for all the fall camp. Is so. there
1: is there a tote board? Is there a scoreboard?
3: Yeah, there's like a uh, for fall camp we have yeah. like a list of who who has the most explosives drops. Uh, I mean the the statistics statistics go on. But yeah,
1: yeah. But who who like who has the most like I had the best play today. Like who who had the um, most of that this year?
3: I mean I think it's pretty equally distributed. Yeah. You know throughout the whole group we all we all make plays. I was gonna say it's a tough
1: tough group to to parse because you got so many guys that can make plays. Right. But you've also got the guy who can get you the ball when he shows up. What is it, you know, what do you think the first time you catch a ball from from Michael Penix Jr.?
3: Um, shoot, wow, whoa, (laughs) great ball, Mike. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's special. Yeah, he's special. People always talk about the lefty spin on the ball. Does it take some getting used to, or is it? Uh, Not with Mike. I mean, his ball is so catchable to where, like, he could throw anywhere, and you could just close your eyes and catch it. That's the part I don't get, like. Because a lot of guys you see, they'll,
1: you know, they can throw with touch, and it looks like it's it's fairly easy to catch. But then they'll they'll throw throw a heater, and it looks like it'd be hard. But every ball he throws looks like it just sort of settles in your hands.
3: Mm-hmm. How does he do that? Um, I think it's just our work. You know, we we have a lot of uh, off-season workouts behind us, and um, you know, he always calls us every every day. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll throw the ball together. So just just doing that. And
1: the line you got blocking for you guys, it, it seems like the. They're finally getting the appreciation they deserve. They won the Joe Moore Award, but did you guys know all season that this was a, a pretty special group?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Grubb has pushed them to be the best of themselves, and um, you know they've been through a lot of adversity, and so uh, we know we know what they're fighting for.
1: So I mentioned the underdog thing before, and I know that's something that you guys talk about internally. But uh, how do, how do you handle that? How do you turn that and channel it into something positive?
3: Um, I mean, we, we tend to not really worry about that. I mean, yeah, if you call us underdogs, we're going to use it to, to our advantage and yeah. um, put a chip on our shoulder, but that's about it. You know, you can't really, we can't really dwell on that. Yeah.
1: So when you look at this Michigan defense, what, what do you see?
3: Um, just a well-sound defense that's coached well. Um, you know, they're, they're aggressive and they make plays.
1: So what would it mean if, if y'all win this thing? And you're holding the trophy and all that confetti's falling. Yeah, Have you I mean, pictured that moment yet?
3: Yeah, I, I see it right now. And um, I mean, we've been working for it forever, and just being able to experience it—it um, it w- it would last a lifetime.
1: All right, Jalen, appreciate it. Thank you so. Much. Thank you. All right, Josiah Stewart, welcome to uh, Houston for the national title game. Yes, You've had quite a journey: Massachusetts to Conway, South Carolina to Ann Arbor, Michigan.
0: Yeah,
1: Is it, can you can you believe you're here?
0: Honestly, yeah, because, I mean, I always felt, you know, I I could be here at some point. Um, I felt like, you know, I could play at this level. Um, I mean, now that I'm here, you know, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be on this stage.
1: Bring that a little closer. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. So you, when you were making this, you you had a great career at Coastal Carolina. You go in the portal, and you're looking for for a different opportunity. What was it about Michigan that, that stuck out to you?
0: Just uh, winning, you know. They're a winning program. They have a history of winning the past couple of years, and I just seen that, and I was intrigued by it. Obviously, Mikey being here helped a yeah. little bit, and he, he he gave me a little good, a good uh, a pitch. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I believed him. He said we have opportunity to uh, play in the national championship, yep. and uh, we're here now. So.
1: so we were talking about it as we were walking up. So Mikey Samer still, who, who's your teammate here at Michigan, Isaiah Likely, who was your teammate at Coastal, yeah. who's played for the Baltimore Ravens now, y'all all played together at the same high school in Massachusetts. What? I mean, what was that like? How, how good was this team when we're talking about it? Um, we, were, we were pretty good. I mean, uh, the year before that,
0: I was in uh, eighth grade. Uh, they had won the state championship. Yeah. And then my freshman year, yeah, I won it back to back. So I mean, we were pretty good. Um, I mean, and they're the same players they are now, you know, the same character,
1: the same yeah. leaders that they were now. So I'm sure everybody's asked you about this this week. Can you take us through the last play of the Rose Bowl? What, what did you see on that play? How did that feel? As their offensive tackle is is going on his butt, and you and you guys are tackling Jalen Milrow. I mean, there was a lot going on on that play, um,
0: especially with that motion. Um, I mean, we just figured that he would run the ball. I mean, you would give the ball to your best player at that point, but um. At that point, I'm just trying to get through the line, you know, give him my all on the last play. And uh, I didn't really know that I tripped him up. I just kind of looked up, seen him on the ground.
1: I don't think he tripped. I
0: think you put, <laughs> you, you pancaked him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't
0: I didn't even realize that until so I seen it on the bus. But, um, I mean, we all made that play. Yeah. Derek, Derek in there. Uh, well, so
1: Derek on the other edge was, uh, that's. I, I don't think people understand. Because everybody thinks they see the, the play going up the middle. Right. And. Obviously, Mason and Grant did a great job on that play, but the edges were incredible because Derek is squeezing down oh, uh, with yeah. two guys trying to block him, and, and he gets in there, and then and you knock the right tackle, in, you know, into the play. Like it, when that moment happens, and, and Milrose on the ground, what was the what was the
0: feeling? I mean, amazing. Because you know, as a defense, you don't want a team to gain a yard, and, and when you can do that, especially in moments like those, it's a great feeling. Yeah. I mean, you know, we put in the work for that all year,
1: so I mean, it feels great. So you you're new to this team when you get there in the spring, and you're you're, you know, playing as this offensive line, playing with these other defensive linemen. Did you realize? How special this group could be, or
0: oh, uh, the moment I walked through the door, I mean, it was it was a, it was a serious you know vibe in there. Like you knew, you knew the intent of this team was to win a national championship and uh, and play in this game. So I mean, I believed it from the jump. What do you guys have to do to to take that one last step? I mean, I mean this is that last step. I mean, we just got to go give it our all. Four quarters, man. Everything we got. I mean, we worked all season for this, man.
1: So we just got to do. it. Is it is it fun when you're play like cause you guys haven't seen an offense like Washington's? You haven't seen a quarterback like Penix yet. Is it fun knowing that there's a new new challenge on the horizon? Oh, for sure. I mean, as a defense like ours, I mean, we, we love being
0: challenged. I mean, we don't take we treat every team the same, um, yeah. no matter who they have on their team. But
1: I mean, it's going to be a fun challenge. Are they one of those teams? Like, I would imagine you turn on the film. Their tackles are pretty good. Penix obviously gets up rid of the ball so quickly. Yeah. Like, do you look at that and go, okay, we we got to get there
0: fast. I mean, nah. I mean, we just got to stick with our game plan. You know, play team defense. I mean, okay. team defense is going to win us
1: this game. Yeah. I, I want to ask you about Mikey because we, we've had him on the show and he's been—he took us through like the the breaking up the the pass in the Ohio State game last year and all that. But Mikey is what a hundred eighty pounds, soaking wet. What a buck eighty, yeah. Okay. <laughs> when he hits, like he hit Travion Henderson so hard a couple times in the Ohio State game this year, and you thought, how does he do that? So has he always been like that, where he's just. He's, he's a, not a big guy, but just cleans people's clocks. I mean, he, he's he's always played hard.
0: I yeah. mean, ever since I met him, but um, I never seen him as a tackler like that. I don't know where <laughs> that came from.
1: Maybe it was just the game. That's at Michigan development. Yeah, yeah, that's right that. there. yeah, that's
0: that's what that, that is. Yeah, that's
1: what of yeah, those you see like you stand up at the press box and go ooh. <laughs> well, like. Something you don't expect, but I mean, he he yeah he got him. So what what is the strength program like when you get to Michigan? Because Kenneth Grant was telling us about this last week. Like they do a lot of balanced stuff. They're, they're obviously trying to make you bigger and stronger too. But it feels like there's a lot of whole athlete going on there. For sure. I mean,
0: Coach Herb does a great job. You know, um, with, with, his, with his staff, um, getting us right uh, strength wise, and then we work the, those small muscles know ankle mobility things like that your neck uh, especially and we always get in our uh, running in so i mean he does a good job swinging it up was there
1: something that when you got there and they put you in there and they said and you were like okay well what are we what are we doing here what how does this work
0: (laughs) Nah, for sure that was a bit of a learning curve what
1: was the what was the one that that was like okay i this might take a minute for me to to master here, um,
0: was getting my shoes right. So, like, every time you take off your shoes, you need to put them in a certain order. Oh, and um, like, every time, so like, they have to be aligned perfectly. You know, sometimes I, I just have it just a little bit too
1: <laughs> too tilted, and, and you know, that's not good enough. So, just getting used to that. It's like joining the Marines, hell yeah! <laughs> All right, well, Josiah, thank you so much, appreciate you. Thank you, that was awesome.